This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And good morning, golf fans. Welcome inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Bob Weeks, along with you for the next hour. Uh, Mark Zacchino is on his way back from Spain. He was on vacation for the last week. Yeah, he's on his way back from Spain. He'll be back on the show next week. Uh, today, we are coming to you at Wooden Sticks. We're here for the Golf Ontario Partnership Cup, also a Hall of Fame ceremony happening later tonight, too. Going to be a great day. Uh, Bob, good to see you. How are you? Do you have your layers on and packed? Yes, many layers, many, many layers. In fact, some of the layers that we uh, we were able to debut out in uh, Whistler a few weeks ago uh, will come in handy. Some of those fleece-lined pants. Ooh, man, they're they're going to be handy today. And uh, uh, it'll definitely be a toque day. Definitely be a toque day. Yes, and uh, you, you mentioned our trip in Whistler, and we had a great time uh, in Whistler, BC, uh, taking a look at some of Adidas' new latest products. And we also, Bob, were showcased online because we happened to wear the same thing for both rounds of golf, and we did not call each other. We did not text each other. I had many texts, oh, you guys coordinated this, yada, yada, yada. No, we didn't. So, uh, Bob, I actually haven't quite seen you yet, but I wonder, do you think we're wearing the same thing today? <laughs> We could. I don't know. Be interested. I'll go on with this. It'll be, uh, it'll be something else. Yes, it's going to be a great day, and we'll go one on one with Golf Ontario CEO Mike Kelly in our next segment, where we'll talk all about uh, what today means, the significance of today, and what's next for Golf Ontario. Because obviously, with COVID and everything going on, it's been a tumultuous two and a half years for everyone in the world. But now that knock on wood, it seems like we're heading back to normalcy. What's next, and the excitement level uh, with all that? But last week on the show, we we ran a best of, and there was a lot going on in the world of golf so in this segment we're going to take a look back at what happened on the pga tour this past week mackenzie hughes winning a couple weeks ago of course the latest on live because it's never a dull moment with live but first let's hit some news and headlines news and headlines are brought to you by sandbagger hard seltzer sandbagger everybody knows one Okay, Bob, coming out of the gate, we'll start with Brooke Henderson, who finished second in a ladies' European tour event in New York, not on the LPGA tour, playing uh, in a ladies' European tour event, one of six Saudi-backed events on that tour. Obviously not an LPGA tour event, but Bob, it's great to see Brooke continuing to play some great golf as she has throughout the summer. It is, and, you know, she's sort of been uh, a little bit, um, quiet the last little while, we'll say, but uh, she's had a sensational year. She's going to take two weeks off now and play the last two events, including the CME Cup, which is like the LPGA's Tour Championship. And there's she's got a really good shot at winning that. That comes with a $1 million bonus. So she has a lot of uh, golf still, important golf still left to play in, a, in those couple of weeks. And uh, it's been, a, I was thinking last night, you know, I wonder if if the uh, the guys who've, and ladies who vote on the um, athlete of the year and the Lou Marsh trophy it's not going to be Lou Marsh anymore it's going to be someone another name uh well we'll consider her in the running because she really is um should be right up at the top of the list as far as I'm concerned 
I mean, and obviously we're very biased in that we cover golf for a living, but given that she, you know, won her second major, given that she won her, you know, a second event for on the season, she is far and away the greatest Canadian professional golfer we have ever seen. And the significance of her year, if she does go on to win the, the race to the, the CME Globe, you know, she's only 46 points back fourth right now. I, I totally agree. It, it would be great to see Brooke uh, go on and win. And Bob, uh, she's also taking a bit of a break now, correct? Before uh, the last race to the LPGA Tour season? Yeah, two weeks off. There's a little swing in Asia now that some of the players will go over to. I think if you are in the in the situation where, where Brooke is, where you don't really have to worry about um, how to pay the bills or where you are on the points <laughs> list, you can avoid that two weeks in, in uh, Asia, which I'm sure will be taxing for many people back and forth. And just prepare yourself for those big two finale events. Okay, so that's Brooke Henderson's story. She's uh, She's got a big, couple big uh, tournaments coming up here in just a couple of weeks, but first, some time off for Brooke. Okay, next up, Liv. And a lot happened on the Liv Tour last week, uh, both on and off the golf course. Let's start with on the golf course. Brooks Kepka goes on and wins a Liv event, and... Bob, I, I don't. I'm sure you saw that the video. Were, were, was there anyone in attendance watching that it, it, by the 18th green? Because I didn't see anyone watching some of those highlights. There was probably more people watching you finish your round at Bayview on the weekend rather than Brooks Kepka. Really looked. I mean, they had a huge um, kind of corporate area, and I saw maybe two or three people standing up in this area, but I didn't see anybody aside beside the gallery ropes. Now maybe it was the camera angle. I don't know, but it sure did not look like there were very many people there. Well, and not many people there in person and not many people watching flat out period in general. And I know the time zone difference. I know it was in the middle of the night, but when you have 18,000 people streaming this thing on YouTube around the world, that's just not great for your overall product. Like where, where does live go from here? Well, obviously, they got one more big championship coming up. They've got the team championship, which will be at Doral in early December. And then they'll regroup for next year. And next year will probably be a little bit more of a formal, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, league series, um, mm -hmm. where th I think there's a little bit more attention going to be focused week to week or tournament to tournament, let's say, how much of that will spill over. There are some stories that they're perhaps going to have still a few more players come over starting next season. Um, there's also some talk about having some potential ambassadors. I've heard uh, Gary Player's name. I've heard Ernie L's name mentioned in these. I have no idea if that's really going to happen in any way, but there's there's still more things for them to do. Uh, I have heard that it's very unlikely that they will have a tournament in Canada, although they were sniffing around and considering that, but it looks at this point that the there was a choice between either going to uh, to um, Canada or Mexico, and it's likely they're going to go to Mexico, which makes more sense because they have some Mexican players on there. So there's still a lot more for Liv to kind of figure out, and, and I'm sure when they get started next year, they'll probably be a little better organized, a little more um, ready to go than they were this year, but we'll see. I don't know. It's still going to be a question of whether they can attract some eyeballs to this. That's the big thing, and, and that's almost it's the shocking thing because they're – Maybe not shocking is the right way to put it, but there are some great players still playing on live. And, you know, given the major track record Brooks Kepka had from a couple of years back for him to go on and win, and he gave this emotional interview after, which 
I don't know about you, Bob. It kind of seemed a, a little phony, a little fake maybe. And he has Claude Harmon back, back in the mix and, and Pete Cowan still working with him. So there's still a lot of uh, weird things and balls up in the air uh, in terms of Liv and, and Brooks Kepka. But uh, I, I guess, you know, I guess we'll have to see where it goes from here. And that's on the golf course. And now we go off the golf course because Phil Mickelson was interviewed before the tournament last week. And we've seen, take, tr- trying to take this somewhat from a glass half to a degree whenever phil mickelson was interviewed pre-live he was always very entertaining he was always very honest and that would get him into a lot of trouble because he has no filter and he would no filter hardy har har and he would just go out and say what he believed and then in this new live era call it that he would be very he wouldn't say much he would sort of he was very scripted he wouldn't really go around and say much at all and then he went sort of no filter again this week, Bob. And one of his quotes was saying, I see live golf trending upwards. I see the PGA Tour trending downwards. And I love the side that I'm currently on. From everything Phil said last week, what was your perspective on that? Well, I was sort of uh, not surprising, I guess, what he said. He's been a big supporter of live, as well he should be. And he can certainly uh, state his opinion, which people may or may not agree with and uh, I thought that uh, he did a little bit of a slip side when he was uh, disputing the fact that he said he never gave an interview to Alan Shipnuck. Uh, that was another one of his quotes where I think that was sort of splitting hairs with the term interview but you know he's uh, he's an engaging guy Phil Mickelson if only for the reason that you may love him you may hate him you may like what he says you may dispute what he says uh, but there's never really a dull moment when Phil's in front of the mic. At least now there isn't again. It seems like, as you said before, the last little while he was kind of scripted. He wasn't the Phil that I've sat in, I don't know, hundreds of press conferences with Phil Mickelson over my career. And there was always some interesting things to put into your notebook uh, from those things. And now now it seems maybe we're going to get back to that a little bit. He's freed up perhaps a little bit to say so, a few things. And, of course, it was interesting that he didn't mention any of the terrible comments he made about yeah. people in Saudi Arabia uh, when he was in Saudi Arabia. I think that was probably a wise move on his part. And we'll have much more on Phil Mickelson coming up a little later in the show in Winners Weird and What. Okay, so that's the live story. Now let's go to the PGA Tour. And this past weekend, they were playing the Zozo Championship in Japan. So the final round, the final putt would have been hit at about 2 a.m. Eastern on Saturday morning. Keegan Bradley goes on, gets the victory, another TSN Edge victory for us here on Team Golf Talk Canada. Mark had Tom Kim at the Shriners Children's Open at 22 to 1. I had Keegan Bradley at 29 to 1. So before we get into Keegan Bradley, Bob, I think this week for the CJ Cup, I think it's your turn so we can go for the three-peat and three-straight victory. (laughs) I, I will point out that I do a weekly written column uh, as opposed to what we do on, 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 and uh, called Bob Week's Pick 6, and I did have Keegan Bradley as well, Ooh. so great minds, great minds think alike. Mm. Um, but I get six picks in that one and only only compared to three in, the, uh, in our team. Yeah, it seems like it might be my week, and it's a good field. They got a great field uh, lining up here, but it was nice to see Keegan Bradley win. I kind of thought, you know, this week was sort of a um, – of guys, people, players who haven't won for a while winning, right? You had Keegan Bradley, who hasn't won for four or five years. You had Lexi Thompson winning, mm-hmm. who hasn't won for uh, two or three years. You had Brooks Kepka, who hasn't won for a year. Uh, Freddie Couples on the Champions Tour, who hasn't won in five years. I don't know what was going on here, but everybody all of a sudden seemed to shake off the rust, and uh, it seemed to work for them all. 
It certainly did, and I have to point out too that Canadian Scott Vale on the bag for Keegan Bradley uh, goes on and gets his first victory since the 2018 BMW Championship, and he just beat out Ricky Fowler. Speaking of players who haven't won in quite some time, it's now been over 1,350 days since Fowler's last victory, the 2019 Waste Management Phoenix Open, and Bob, Ricky Fowler's been playing some great golf as of late after being MIA, and now he's back, too, with uh, former swing coach Butch Harmon. He is, and he uh, got some good face time with him when he was in Vegas playing at that tournament, and uh, seems to be working. I think they were doing something about something about at the top of his backswing. They're trying to mm-hmm. switch that around a little bit. Obviously, it's paying off, because not only did he have the runner-up finish here, but he tied for six at the Fortinet. Uh, cup at the start of the season so obviously he's whatever he and butcher working on it seems to be paying off because he's posting some good results that uh, we haven't seen from ricky in quite some time and should also point out too that uh, mackenzie hughes was the top canadian at t23 and Corey Connors was T25. We'll get to Mackenzie Hughes' victory in just a little bit a couple weeks ago. But first, how about Tom Kim? Goes on, wins the Shriners Children's Open, has uh, Ricky Fowler's former caddy, Joe Scovran, on the bag. This was a couple weeks ago at the Shriners. And, you know, Bob, this guy is putting himself into incredibly elite company after the performance at the President's Cup, showing all that emotion, goes on and wins uh, the Shriners, Shriners Children's Open, moves into the top 20 in the official World Golf rankings this guy's ascent off to the top of the world has been quite something and quite fast hasn't it it really has and it's an entertaining guy to have i mean he's really a personable guy we saw a lot of that at the president's cup we saw it a little bit at the shriners as well i just love the guy's energy um talking to him a little bit at the, at the uh, president's cup earlier he just seems to be uh, a guy who just can't wait to play the next round of golf or hit the next shot he's really enthused he's really energized he did say it's kind of been um, a lot at once, and so I think he's kind of looking forward to a little break maybe at the end uh, of the this, this end of this fall schedule where he can kind of regroup a little bit, but it's certainly a uh, it's certainly a fun guy to watch, and he is playing some great, great golf. He's certainly playing some great golf, a great performance at the President's Cup, a very good performance at the Shriners Children's Open en route to victory as well. Now, before we go to break, have to look back a couple of weeks ago, Mackenzie Hughes, winner, winner, chicken dinner, second career PGA Tour victory. And Bob, I mean, this guy, you know, he didn't have the best summer, wasn't selected on the International Presidents Cup team. And he spoke about throughout the week at the Sanderson Farms that, you know, perhaps he used that as motivation to go on and work a little harder, you know, try to, you know, increase that speed training like he's been doing. He's hitting it a lot farther and the hard work's paying off. He gets the second career win. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't uh, fault Trevor Immelman for not picking him. He didn't say anything, you know, against the guys who were on the team. He just said he wanted to be there. And I know, talking to him over the last year, that that was really high on his list of priorities. And he basically admitted at the end of the year that he played himself off the team. Um, he had a sort of a terrible last quarter of the year or season before the the deadline. There missed, I think, four four or five cuts in six mm-hmm. starts or four cuts in five starts. And just made it very difficult for for uh, Trevor Immelman to pick him. Uh, you know, I think in hindsight, obviously, is always twenty twenty. Having a good putter may have paid off <clears throat> a little bit for that team, which couldn't sink any putts. But uh, McKenzie is, you know, committed to trying to become a better player. As you said, he's done some swing training. He's in the gym. He's beefing up a little bit. He does a thing before his round now, where the last twelve swings he takes on the range are with a driver. 
and he swings it as hard as he physically can. And he kind of, he says, some of the strange looks I get are, are, are unusual, but, um, but it's working for him. And he's not gaining huge distance quite yet. He says, you know, like five yards is kind of where he's at. But he said that, that makes a difference, and he can see the progress. So um, he's not a short hitter to begin with, but I think he sees that if he can get himself further down the fairway, to take advantage of that short game a little bit more, then he's going to have better chances. And up until yesterday, until Keegan Bradley passed him, he was leading the FedEx Cup. So uh, off to a good start. I don't know about you, Bob, but I think before we tee off in just uh, under two hours, I'll be going full tilt at 12 consecutive shots on the driving range. And if you have to wheel me out in a wheelchair, uh, that's where I'll be because, you know me, we're sitting here for two hours before. I'm going to be very stiff. But anyway, you know, good for Mackenzie Hughes, second career PGA Tour victory. Only hit nine greens in regulation in that final round. Still shot three under. A very impressive performance for Mackenzie Hughes. On the other side, CEO of Golf Ontario, Mike Kelly, will join us to discuss what we're doing here today at the Golf Ontario Partnership Cup and the Hall of Fame ceremony going on later tonight as well. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X golf ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. We are here at Wooden Sticks for the Golf Ontario Partnership Cup. And now joining us for much more on today, what the significance of today is, and what's next for Golf Ontario, the CEO of Golf Ontario, good friend of the show, Mike Kelly. Mike, welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Hey, guys. How's it going up uh, on your side of the property? I think I'm just down the hill from you. Okay, yeah, we're, we're great. I mean, as everyone will see very shortly, it's very sunny. There's no <laughs> rain yet. There, I know there's rain in the forecast this afternoon, but it's not that much rain. It's less yeah, than it'll a be fine. of rain. <laughs> we'll be fine. But, you know, it's, it's going to be a great day. We're so excited to get out and, and see wooden sticks. But what's the overall significance of what today is for Golf Ontario? Yeah, well, today is our actually our second Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. So, uh, um, and Bob is a esteemed member of that group, and and uh, you know we didn't have uh, a ceremony induction ceremony for two years. So, uh, we had our first uh, back in uh, at the Ontario Open this past year uh, to try to get cut up, and this is our second. And and you know what's really neat about tonight is is that one of the awards um, and the ceremonies that we have is the Lauren Rubinstein Award. So. Uh, and that is is uh, where we recognize some of our our you know media leaders, our friends, and people that support the game. And you know, let, just like you guys, and uh, um, and and how incredibly important and meaning they are, meaningful they are to the sport. And and so tonight we're going to be recognizing Tim O'Connor and Ted McIntyre and and Scott McLeod um, in that category. And then and then we also will be inducting David Gourley from uh, from the superintendent side of of the game uh, into uh, the hall. Um, you know, unfortunately. You know, they, David uh, had passed away, but uh, we were able to let his family know during uh, uh, the 100th anniversary for Thornhill. Uh, we were able to tell his family. So they'll all be here tonight, and they'll be playing some golf, and, uh, and then we'll get to the ceremony later this evening. 
Well, you're including those uh, those four people into the Hall of Fame, and I would using that word inclusion because I think if I look back at the season that you've had with Golf Ontario, Mike, inclusion is a big word with a lot of the different events you've won. You've, you've won a lot of the different events you've uh, <laughs> you've held this year. It just seems like there's you've really thrown open the doors to make golf and golf championships and and competitive golf. Uh, playable f- no matter who you are or where you're from or, or, or what your what your game is like yeah bob um th- <laughs> thanks for uh for uh you know segueing for me into you know what is really our focus and you know we've we run great championships um we do you know have a great member services program and a robust membership and we've done that for a long time and everybody in the business does an amazing job there but right now you know our focus is is about making golf for all and everything we can do to bring new communities into the sport, giving them the tools and the support they need to thrive in the game, not just to come in and try it, but to learn and play the game for a lifetime like we all do and, 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 and the love of the sport that we have. And, you know, so we, and there's some, you know, we've, I, and Bob, you know this, you know, we've, I'm proud of what we have done already and we have a long way to go um, as an organization, as a sport, um, you know, but this year, you know, it uh, you know it gives me goosebumps just thinking about just the experience we had in launching the first ever Indigenous Golf Championship anywhere. Um, and you know, a sold out field three months ago. We we held it in September, and and just bringing you know making these connections and building relationships and continuing conversations with um, with different communities. Um, you know, in in Ontario and and across Canada that that. You know, we want to welcome to the game, and and it was an amazing experience. It was a four-hole playoff on the guy side, and we had categories for seniors and juniors. It was it was unbelievable, and um, and just again, it's just a, another step in the right direction, I would say, uh, to doing that. But you know, there were there also is on the junior side, whether it be the first tee program, which you know, Golf Canada and the Golf Canada Foundation and the provinces have been have now brought to Canada uh, youth on course. Uh, you know, so there's different initiatives that we're really trying to uh, make golf, a play, you know, uh, available and accessible, um, you know, to as many people as possible and make that experience incredibly meaningful. We're in conversation with Mike Kelly, CEO of Golf Ontario, and, and so much uh, so much great stuff there, Mike. And, you know, obviously COVID has been a very tough time for anyone, whatever walk of life you are in. But now that we're knock on wood heading out of it, it, it appears now anyway, we saw some things come back, and including the return of the Ontario Open. This is one of the most historic golf tournaments in the world, period. What? How special was it to have that tournament back this year? <laughs> Yeah, and if you remember, I think you guys had me on the show. I think we were probably live from Huntington Lake. Was, you know, I hadn't been played in twenty to thirty years. So we brought it back in twenty nineteen um, with the with uh, you know the great people at, at Huntington Lake, and and uh, and then COVID hit. And so, but at, during that period of time, we were talking about with the PGA Tour and Scott Pritchard about how do we bring this event to its rightful place as one of the oldest Open Championships anywhere. We still have the original Cup. You know, it was run by Sam Snead in 1940, and so many, you know, legends of the game in Canada have won that. And and so for us to to bring it back this year, uh, you know, it was Noah Goodwin won it. He ended up getting his corn, you know, one of the top five and got his corn fairy tour card. Um, it was just an amazing week to bring it back. And and if you and uh, um, if you don't know, that week gets kicked off by Golf Ontario's championship for those with a disability. So it is 42 athletes. Um, from Ontario and outside of, of the province and country come and play. And it's, uh, it's, again, another inspirational event for them to be on that platform, uh, playing ahead of 
you know, some incredible players from around the world. And, and uh, again, just a, it's an, a, an incredible week back to Bob's theme of open and, and um, you know, we're just excited uh, about what's to come with that event moving forward and the impact it can have on, on the sport here in Ontario. You're giving, you're giving me all these great segue uh, opportunities here, Mike. So you just said, you know, you just said what's coming, what's coming up. And really, that's what I wanted to ask you is to sort of look ahead. Now you've got all this momentum coming out of, of COVID with people, lots of people playing golf. You've got all these championships back. And I know you just said, I think first tee is going to kick off in Ontario next year. Can you give us a little look uh, uh, as to what you see down the calendar for when we, um, we're almost done this year, but when we start up again in 2023? Yeah, well, it's... Uh... We are we are excited to probably in a few weeks uh, launch our new strategic plan, and so I've already given you the the tagline, and and it's our new vision, which is golf for all, and so we have we are focused on participation, and so you, we just talked about, but it's really strengthening and supporting uh, programs for youth, um, and in particular, we're focused on on women and girls. So we have a new program that that we launched. Uh, it started in Niagara and. Uh, if you know Carrie Julie down there, she did an amazing job in launching that program. It's called Try the Tri Golf Women Series, and it is unbelievable, unbelievable experience that has been sold out um, every time we have, have launched them. We've partnered with Lindsay Dalton uh, on that side, so there's a real big focus around localizing our impact. So we have a number of regions. We have full-time people in the field to really grow the game, work with facilities to implement programs like um, Youth on Course and, and First Tee. From a performance side, you know, again, those are our championships, and uh, we 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 also kind of bring in our our junior performance in Team Ontario. So again, we're really going to strengthen that. But I, I'll tell you, one of the biggest focuses for us is, and they're tied together, is is making the game more um, equitable, uh, diverse, and inclusive as we can, and really reaching out to to the public golfer, the recreational golfer, um, you know, that loves the game, and we want to deepen that that love for the sport and, and we want to try to bring them into, into membership and, and them into events and, and, uh, and build our relationship with them. So it's, it's really strengthening a lot that we're doing. I don't know how much more we can add guys. Um, but, uh, it is, um, to your point, we are now doing everything we did pre COVID and everything we added during COVID. So it's, uh, it's a busy time. Um, you know, we we're blessed with an amazing board, amazing staff, um, stakeholders that, that support the game here in Ontario and, and uh, we just want to keep the momentum going. Well, Mike, so much uh, exciting uh, that's happened this year and a lot to look forward to now in 2023. Thanks for your time today. And we are looking forward to getting out to Wooden Sticks uh, later this afternoon. Thanks for your time. Hey, guys, thanks for having me and thanks for your, your support. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Absolutely. That is Mike Kelly, CEO of Golf Ontario. On the other side, winners, weird, and what? This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. We are at Wooden Sticks for the Golf Ontario Partnership 
Cup, and Bob, we are playing with Sports Center anchor Kara Wagland, as well as TSM producer extraordinaire Jamie Rydell, who just walked past me. And Bob, you might believe this, you might not believe this, he is wearing shorts. I believe it. Okay. <laughs> he never. He wears shorts. Ninety-nine percent of the year, I think he he wears shorts to shovel the walk. Okay, that's that seems. I mean, if we, I'm guessing we'll be riding in carts today, given all the carts that are outside. We but will be. if you're walking, maybe. But you, you got you're just gonna be cold. I I don't know. I mean, good good for him. I I love the team spirit. I'm sure he'll be our leader both on and off the golf course throughout the afternoon. But <laughs> it's going to be a great day here at Wooden Sticks. Not too much rain. We we've got the rain gear just in case. Many of us will have toques on. Uh, Jamie actually also had a TSN bucket hat on. So I, I love that fashion statement, period. But uh, it's going to be a great day uh, overall. Well, it's uh, throughout the last couple of weeks in the world of golf, we always, uh, we've seen some weird, we've seen some wacky, we've seen some strange. It's winners, weird, and what. And Bob, this week, my friend, you have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! <laughs> Look, it went further than your ball. All right. Well, my winner this week is uh, actually a tennis player. How about that? It's a golf show, but we got a tennis player. And his name is John Isner, and he is a uh, professional. He's a well-known professional, big-time player. In fact, he holds the world record for the most aces ever uh, hit by by a tennis player. Uh, John Isner is six foot ten. He is a big, big human being, and he's a very successful tennis player. But he took to the pickleball pickleball court this week, and they had a celebrity pickleball tournament uh, that was going on with athletes from different sports and, and entertainment. And Isner was facing off against uh, the team of Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth, and he decided to do a little bit of um, a little bit of trash talking. So he started with Scheffler. And he said, uh, oh, yeah, weren't you the guy who uh, took, like, four putts to finally get a green jacket on the last hole? And which there was a lot of laughter. And then he looked over at Spieth and said, and you, I remember you, you you hit, like, ten balls in the water on the 12th hole a few years ago, didn't you? And there were some kind of tight smiles from both Scheffler and uh, and Jordan Spieth. But uh, I give I give Isner a, a, the winner nod this week because, man, you, I guess if you're 6'10", you can say those kind of things to those guys, but those wouldn't be wouldn't be saying those things if you were a fellow PGA Tour professional in the locker room. So, so good for John Isner. It was all yeah, in fun, by the say, way. They raised a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, and that's the important thing. And, and you know, there's a lot of great, great footage uh, on the PGA Tour social media accounts uh, of Spieth and Scheffler playing pickleball. And I, I'm, Scheffler's a tall dude, so, I mean, 6'4 versus 6'10. He wouldn't have the reach factor that Isner does, but, I mean, you know, good uh, good on Isner for poking fun at them uh, in a fun way. Have you, have you ever played pickleball? You know what, Bob? I, I was just going to mention that. I haven't. I was uh, I, I went to tennis camp for five summers as a as a child, but I've never uh, dabbled down the pickleball road. Have you? No, I haven't. But but where I live, there's a pickleball court behind and behind me, and when I open Ooh. the window, I can hear the pickleball going all day long. <laughs> so it's very popular, obviously. Nice. Uh, my weird this week takes us to down to Arkansas and to the uh, Moralton Country Club, where they had a tournament uh, a few weeks ago called the Tournament of the Century. And uh, among the uh, prizes being offered was a hole-in-one prize. And the hole-in-one prize was a 2022 Ford F-150 4x4 Super Crew. 
How about that? The value of that was 53595 At least that was the sticker price of the uh, of the, the car that was sitting on the tee. And a man named Austin Claggett, guess what he did? Of course, he made the hole-in-one. But they said, uh, no, sorry, you're not getting that. That was the word from the J. Hodge Ford of Moralton. And uh, the problem existed apparently because the country club there got the car, they put it on display, but they forgot to tell the car company that they had to give one away for a hole-in-one. When the car company found out, they said, uh, no, no, we, were, we thought we were just displaying this so people could come and maybe buy one. So now there's a little drop, and uh, the, car, <laughs> the country club is getting, slu- getting sued by Claggett. Uh, he wants his car, and uh, the, the car company says, well, we didn't know anything about that. So stuck in the middle, yep, you got it. It's the country club. So whenever you get a hole-in-one uh, for a car, make sure that the car is under insurance or the hole-in-one prize is under Insurance. I think that's pretty uh, pretty necessary for you uh, to do if you're running a tournament. Hopefully, wow, we've done that here today. I don't know. I think there's a car yeah, up for offer. I've seen many cars pull in here, but uh, and many Golf Ontario branded cars, but I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen any uh, of that nature. But I mean, imagine the the roller coaster of emotions you go through. Of hey, I did a hole. I got a car. And uh, sorry, sir. No, you didn't. I'll, I'll tell you a real quick story here. I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but uh, years ago at a golf tournament in Edmonton, I think it was for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, a guy got a hole-in-one on a hole for to get the prize, and he was excited. It was a car. <clears throat> he played the next seven holes until he came into the 18th hole, and he told everybody, hey, I won the car. I got the hole-in-one. Uh, he was informed that it's only the first hole-in-one that gets the car, and somebody had sunk one before him. <laughs> so, oh, that sucks. Too bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my what is... Uh, What's up with Phil's tattoo? Did you see oh, that yeah. thing? It was like on his hand in the press conference. It's only a henna tattoo. So thankfully and luckily for Phil, it will go away. Now, it was supposed to be a tattoo of his logo where he's jumping up after winning the Masters. You know, that that image that he has of him doing that. Um, but it looked more like a gorilla with arms that are too long or something. on his. It looked <laughs> like the ar- everything was disjointed and, and, and out of proportion. And I don't know what he was doing, but if it was me, I would have kept my glove on uh, or put a glove on or tried to wash it off because it was a horrendous tattoo. Did you see that thing? I, I did, and I, I thought it was real at first, and then I, I went through and listened to his press conference when he had all those quotes that we mentioned earlier in the show, and and he mentioned it was a henna. But the way the way he was standing, it was he was standing with his with his hands on his hips, so the front of his hand was visible throughout the entire time he was speaking, which was certainly on purpose, I think, anyway. But uh, you know, Phil being Phil, and we should say about that logo too, just how high he jumped. When he won that 2004 Masters, I mean, I, what was that, Bob? Like three, four feet off the ground? It was at least that high. I, I would, I would <laughs> bet everything that I own that it wasn't more than a foot. <laughs> Six inches at the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well that that's it for you. Okay, the T is now mine. Yep, T. Three forty-eight. Oh man, that is sweet. Okay, looking forward to trying to send it 348 out there uh, a couple times today. Might need some downwind. The wind is blowing, Bob. So, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll have to be, get ready to flight some drivers, hit some bombs, and uh, and see what goes on out there. Speaking of hitting bombs, that's my winner this week, and that's Daniel Gavins, who's playing on the DP World Tour. This is two weeks ago now. In his first round, 
makes a quadruple bogey. And you might think, okay, well, that's the tournament. Well, we saw Tom Kim make a quad on his first hole at the Wyndham Championship. Went on to win by five. So you think, okay, it's possible. You come back strong. What does Daniel Gavins do on his next hole? Makes a hole in one. How about that for a bounce back, Bob? I mean, it's so easy to say, ah, my tournament's over. I made a quad. I made a snowman. Eh, come back. Make a hole in one. What a bounce back that is. Did, did he win a car? <laughs> there were no cars won. At least not on this. I didn't see the coverage personally. Uh, not in this article. But, uh, yeah, no cars won, unfortunately, for Mr. Gavins. But uh, quite a bounce back anyway, regardless. Okay, my weird this week. Throughout the time, we've seen a lot of interesting golf gizmos, you know, whether it was the Medicus dual hinge driver for, you know, you see all these different subscript, uh, all these different uh, things going on in terms of interesting little things to help you with your game and help you gain those extra three, four, 10 yards, etc. But there is something that's come out. It's called the bogey bag. And this guy, um, uh, I can't find his name at just this particular moment, but Stephen Schnobrick, who's now 23 years old, has created the bogey bag. And Bob, what, what it basically is, it's a punching bag that you hang up on the side of your golf cart and you use it to unleash frustration. I don't know why you would think of making this. I don't know who would buy this, but uh, this is the definition of weird to me, is it not? You know what? There's enough golfers out there who will buy buy it that it probably makes sense from him from a financial standpoint. But uh, it's not going to be hanging from our cart today. I can tell you that. Even though we'll make a lot lot of bogeys. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, oh, birdies. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll make we'll, we'll make some birdies. We'll have some fun. But yeah, we'll, the bogey bag. I'm sorry, Mr. Schnobrick. They will not be uh, on our on our golf cart uh, displayed uh, today. Okay. My what this week? LeBron James is known as you know possibly one of one of the best NBA players of all time one of the most famous people period of all time but maybe you know don't try golfing he was uh, uh someone saw him at a top golf and bob let's just say the swing it, it wasn't very pretty i mean it, it looked a little over the top a couple hosel rockets i don't know if you saw the video bob but the swing from lebron james was uh, not so good I, I did see it, and it's unusual, you know, because usually people who are great athletes have some sort of eye-hand coordination where they can get the club on the ball, but uh, LeBron was definitely having trouble with that one. Yeah, definitely having trouble with that one, and I love a Top Golf. I've been to uh, Top Golf in Florida, been to a Top Golf in Nashville. I, I really enjoy the experience there, but LeBron James, maybe uh, don't try, uh, don't try that again, or maybe take some lessons. You know, go to your local PGA uh, professional and, and, and maybe take a lesson uh, or two. Okay, on the other side, many leaderboards in the world of golf to catch up on, and we'll tee up today why we're at Wooden Sticks and maybe some prop little bets, maybe some over-unders on what's going to happen on the golf course today. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit. 
while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Bob Weeks. Let's hit some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in the world of golf. Starting on the DP World Tour, Adrian Otege gets it done at Valderrama. That will always have a special place in my heart. He got to play Valderrama last November, and that place, as they call it, it's the Augusta National of Europe. Uh, Valderrama is just simply spectacular. Ladies European Tour, Lexi Thompson with the victory. Brooke Henderson comes in second. Big little stretch here for Brooke Henderson in a couple of weeks. Two events uh, that she'll be playing in. She's fourth in the race to the CME Globe. On the PGA Tour, Keegan Bradley, his first victory since 2018, wins the Zozo Championship. Ricky Fowler comes in second. His bid for his first win in over 1,350 days comes one shot short. Uh, the Canadian side of things, Mackenzie Hughes, a T23. His great season continues. And Corey Connors, a T25. PGA Tour champions. Bob, what can you say about Freddie Couples? Seven straight birdies to close. He shoots a 60, wins by six, and he, shoot, he beats shooting his age by three shots. That is remarkable, Bob. It is pretty remarkable. I think even Freddie was a little bit surprised. He rolled off five consecutive on the front side and then seven on the back. And, I mean, it's just an amazing to watch that swing that has not changed. It's just so beautiful and smooth and syrupy. We could probably all learn something from that. And I just, uh, I'm always amazed at what Freddie can do. And uh, now he's, he's exempt again for a little while on the Champions Tour. Not that he would ever need any uh, any exemptions. I'm sure he would get sponsors' exemptions as long as he want them. But uh, he's still a drawing card. He's still a great guy and had a good chance to chat and catch up with him at the President's Cup recently. And nice to see him back in the winner's circle. Yeah, certainly. And I should also mention the top Canadian, Stephen Ames, a tie for seventh on the on PGA Tour champions. So a great performance by Mr. Ames. Uh, for us on Golf Talk Canada, we'll be back Wednesday on tsn.ca for our TSN Edge picks for the CJ Cup. 15 of the top 20 ranked players in the world are in the field. As of right now, Rory McIlroy actually is the runaway betting favorite at plus 650. So Rory McIlroy, your betting favorite right now. Who will we pick for our bid for back-to-back-to-back wins can bob get his first quote-unquote official victory i mean you have your (laughs) you have your week's picks on on uh, tsn.ca but can you get on the schneid here and get your first victory uh, of our tsn edge season uh our picks coming out wednesday morning on tsn.ca now bob have you played wooden sticks before that's why we're here uh just uh, today for the golf ontario event I have played here many times, but not probably for four or five years anyway. It's a good fun. It's uh, got those 10 inspired by holes, which are sort of modeled after famed holes around the world. And then there are uh, the other holes, which I it could be, I can't remember if it was eight or inspired or 10 or inspired. Anyway, the, mm-hmm. the, the other holes that aren't really modeled after famous holes are just as good. And it's a fun experience to go around here and play. And you go, get things like the... Uh, 17th at TPC Sawgrass, and uh, there's a whole bunch of really good holes. The road hole, there's uh, some holes from Augusta National. You know, it's a good, fun experience out here, and I'm looking forward to a good day. 
It should be a great day. Stay tuned to our social media uh, feeds, especially on Instagram. We'll put out some Instagram stories from Golf Talk Canada, from Will Weeksy's Instagram, from my own Instagram story. Of course, producer extraordinaire Jamie Rydell, Kara Wagland. I'm sure we'll have some Instagram stories out. Stay tuned for our social media feeds throughout the day. Bob, thanks for a great show. Good to have you back. I'm looking forward to seeing that silky swing of yours all, all day today, my friend. And I'm sure you're going to hit every fairway. You're not going to miss a single putt. And most importantly, we'll have some fun. Uh, we'll stay warm. Uh, we're here for the Golf Ontario Partnership Cup. It's going to be a great day. Stay tuned to our social media feeds throughout the day. We'll see you on Wednesday for our TSN Edge Picks for the CJ Cup and then back again next Monday on radio at 10 a.m. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360-22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.